0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Happy Market Research podcast. This is a special series that we are doing with Qual 360 North America 2021. This will be a virtual event. I hope that you can join. There is a link in the show notes for registration. This is a specifically unique event for Qual360, the concept allows for an increase in diversity of the participations as well as the presenters and offers a global perspective. And so with that, I would like to introduce today's guests. We have two guests today, which is a little bit unusual for our format, Pavi Gupta, Head of Insights and Analytics at Johnson & Johnson Vision, and Kelsey Salisbury, Senior Manager of Strategic Insights and Analytics at Johnson & Johnson Vision. I would like to point out that the interview reflects their personal points of view, not those of their employer. With that, welcome to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by SurveyMonkey. You may know SurveyMonkey as a leader in feedback software, but may not know about their all-in-one market research platform. It's powered by AI technology and taps into an integrated global audience panel to deliver insights faster without compromising quality. Their latest innovation is the SurveyMonkey Brand Tracker. It disrupts traditional research techniques by helping companies continuously monitor shifts in brand perception. Instead of static presentations, data is delivered by dynamic dashboards Revolutionary AI-powered insights instantly surface meaningful trends so you can spend less time digging through data and more time on your high-impact strategy. To learn more about SurveyMonkey's market research solutions, take a second, visit surveymonkey.com/market-research that's surveymonkey.com/market-research. Thank you both for joining me on the Happy Market Research podcast today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Let's start with the specific topic. What is the topic of your session at this year's QUAL 360?
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about rethinking qualitative research and the move towards real-time insights, which is a topic we're definitely really, Pavi and I are both very passionate about. How do we get to real-time insights? How do we get more agile? And how do we kind of continuously innovate within market research?
0: Of course, that's a topic that there's a lot of innovation that's happened around in the last five years. Are you seeing any like material trends inside of qualitative market research that are helping you be more agile?
1: you know I think one of the things that I know Javi and I are both passionate about is really the advancement we continue to see around social listening and as many of you know, like that's been around a long time but we're starting to like really see some progress now that like I feel like data science and machine learning and AI and social listening are starting to converge and I'm starting to see a little more movement there. I don't think it's to where we wish it was, you know, and if I think back earlier in my career where we thought things would move maybe much more quickly than they have been, but I think we feel like we're starting to really see some progress there. Um, What about you, Pavi?
2: Yeah, definitely. I would say that definitely is a trend. I, I would also add on that actually what has happened in the last few years uh, we have seen a complete explosion in the digital space, right, with social, digital, and mobile completely taking over the world in terms of everything that's going on. And with the advancements in in the tech space, with you know storage space becoming cheaper and algorithms and data science becoming more accessible, is that there's definitely been a lot of leaning in towards the data and analytics part of it. As a direct consequence, it's also, I feel, become fashionable to beat up quality, traditional qualitative research in every small instance or forum that is possible, you know, uh, from a perspective of saying, oh, focus groups and do you don't really get what you need and all of that. And I and, and I feel that there is a lot of ignorance that is out there when it comes to really understanding the true meaning of qualitative research because call research is not about, you know, really hearing or listening to what is said, but really it's about inferring what is behind what is being said. What is it that people mean when they say what they say? So, you know, I think that has been a little bit uh, an area of concern for us because the way we are structured is we look at insights, data and analytics together, because we believe that the true power is by stitching pieces together and integrating and therefore inferring to get to the deeper underlying you know reasons and understanding of the
0: truth it's the context of the primary research right that that you're talking about
1: absolutely I think one slightly different note, too, that's really coming to me from kind of the consumer side, if I think about some of the digital space where qualitative plays, if we think about online ethnography or even online interviews, web interviews, I've worked in a couple of different business, particularly with older consumers. And if I look back pre-pandemic, so this is also related to changes being pushed by the pandemic, working with, say, baby boomers in the US trying to do an online research was I mean, so painful to get them to go online, to do anything, you get video and they're like looking off into space. I've since done work during the pandemic. And I think it's forced our consumer base, even older populations to really be comfortable with online interaction just for their daily lives. So I do think that has also pushed qualitative online research forward because the participants are also just more used to interacting that way in general.
2: Yeah, just, just to build on that, Kelsey, is the other side of the equation here is with the advent of this pandemic, I think there has been an increasing realization of, you know, the fact that the data systems have been polluted, right? Because no one knows, like the in this particular case, the past is unable to predict the future because the world hasn't experienced this amount of disruption that is happening with the pandemic. As a result, i have seen distinctly with our stakeholders there has been you know a regravitation towards some of the traditional approaches because the business is trying to really you know really trying to sculpt the fog if you may in terms of understanding what's going on and try to predict and infer the future right so to that extent there has been a renaissance of qual coal, coal as well as quantitative primary research techniques despite the fact that there has been a lot of progress on the data side.
0: Are you pointing to, when you say gravitational pull towards traditional, immediately I start thinking about trackers because that's something obviously the industry has moved away from over the last five years as we've needed to become a little more agile. Are you seeing a resurgence of the tracker?
2: So in some small ways, yes. And I don't know whether this is kind of a fad or it's going to be a trend, but definitely at least we have seen a, more, a little bit more concerted effort towards really trying to you know, put our finger or tap into what's going on in that marketplace. How are the signals indicating what kind of likelihood of you know, return to the new normal is, right? However, this doesn't mean that it's a traditional old world tracker. It's more about the philosophy of picking up that information in a much more agile manner. And in some cases, it's kind of being like pulse checks. And in some cases, it's about how you tap into the social digital chatter that is already out there as well.
0: What do you think about in-person as things start stabilizing and we're all given the the shots?
1: I would say for me, what's interesting is I was probably moving personally away from in-person a bit even before just I've tended to work in particular segments of parts of companies within larger companies where I have the scrappier budgets. And so then moving to more digital-based tends to help with some of those cost constraints, time zone constraints, etc. So I was actually moving that direction. You do lose some things when you're not in person. You lose it's harder to get some of those nonverbals. It's harder to get some of that read between the lines that you're really talented ethnographers and really talented qualitative people can get. But sometimes if you're making some of those trade-off choices, some of that's kind of already gone by the wayside in some of the businesses I've supported. But I know, Poppy, that might be different on some from what you might have experienced.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and you know, this is still unfolding, right? You still have, I mean, who could have guessed that right now at a global level, 2021 is on track to be worse than 2020 from, a, you know, impact of the pandemic, both in terms of cases as well as fatalities, right? Who would have thought that, remember the time when we were wrapping up the year and looking to welcome 2021 and we all thought hey this is all behind us right and i know that in the states we are feeling much better and you know few of the countries where vaccinations have taken off feeling much better but then we got to remember that it's a globally interconnected world now and as long as you know this is out there there is always a risk of some kind of a disruption that could come through so this entire space on kind of going back to in-person is still, I feel it's still an element that we don't know how this is going to play out. Is this impacting the way we are doing our work? To some extent, yes. And you know, I, I feel in the shorter run, we'll still be okay, but in the longer run, there is a risk. The longer we don't go back to in-person in some ways or shape or form, the more likelihood that we'll start missing out some aspects of the depth and breadth of what we need to
0: understand. My last question for both of you, and this is a staple on the, on the show. So uh, a little bit off topic, but Kelsey, let's start with you. What is your personal motto? I,
1: I know I found that to be a fascinating question and I feel like I don't have any like good little quip to say, but generally speaking, what I always gravitate towards is I think about, you know, learning and growing and new experiences. And that's always the driving force for my entire life in terms of, What's happiness and what's my journey, which probably is why I have such passion about continuing to push within the market research industry and continuing to innovate in what we do as well.
0: Pavi, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, definitely. So you know, one thing I'm really, really big on is what I call as the power of and, right? And uh, even in my personal life, as a first generation immigrant. I believe in the fact that, you know, the fact that I've been exposed to two different cultures growing and being born and brought up in one and then, you know, adopting a different culture is like there are some great things that we can bring together. And there are some elements that we could, you know, probably kind of ignore or forget, right? So I bring that to my professional life as well from an aspect of, you know, when I look at insights and data and analytics, and I truly believe that, we can get to a much deeper and broader understanding if we bring the power of and You know, the power of leveraging primary research to to do some parts, you know, understanding some parts of that equation using data and analytics and, you know, anything that's out there in terms of social listening or first-party data and all of that, To that gives you a different texture, a different depth, a different horizontal view, if you may, right? But the power of bringing all of this together is how you could actually stitch the pieces together and actually, you know, put all that parts of the puzzle to get to that elusive understanding of the truth.
0: Yeah, creating that complete view of the customer. You've done a really good way of articulating how to do that. My guests today have been Pavi Gupta. Head of Insights and Analytics at Johnson & Johnson Vision, and Kelsey Salisbury, Senior Manager of Strategic Insights and Analytics at Johnson & Johnson Vision. Thank you both for joining me on the Happy Market Research Podcast today.